Hello and welcome to this Endo Life. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an Endo Warrior and Endo Health Coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Please consult your medical practitioner before making any nutritional changes or bringing in any supplements. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils. And their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And, you know, if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's (laughs) the patch in a bath bomb um so you know if you're on your period or if you're in pain you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them I don't know you could have multiple if you want um and then yeah get out the bath maybe rub in some cbd balm and put your patch on top, which is um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So um, I would love to do that, but um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, then, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU, which is buonline.co.uk, and you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk and they deliver worldwide. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to the lovely girls at Semaine. They are two sisters with endometriosis. They've been on the show before and they founded Semaine, which is a supplement company for people with periods to originally their first supplement was to aid with PMS and period pain. And I know that it is a lifesaver for so many people with endometriosis and painful periods. I absolutely love that supplement. It's really helped me when I've had to kind of follow protocols for SIBO or, you know, I've had a stressful time and I've been worried about my period. I've been able to avoid a flare with that supplement and they've always been so kind and um, kindly sent me sent me them when I when I've needed them. And now they've come out with a new supplement called the Daily, and it is a hormone balancing supplement, which is designed to help with healthy skin, stable mood, fewer cravings in your luteal phase, blood sugar balance. And they recently gifted it to me. Honestly, I said this to my client the other day. My blood sugar levels have never felt so stable as they did when I was taking that day, daily supplement. As you guys know, I I work very hard to stabilize my blood sugar levels because that will keep inflammation down and it also ensures that you have healthy balanced hormones. It's, it's really, really key. And I have a history of having really unstable blood sugar. Originally growing up, it was because of my eating disorder. But then in later years, it was much more down to firstly following a vegan diet when I didn't understand how to build my plate, a healthy blood sugar balancing plate. And secondly, because of my microbiome and my microbiome because of SIBO is 
built to actually extract more glucose from my food and cause blood sugar instability. This is actually a really key piece of blood sugar. If your blood sugar is resisting all of the strategies you're trying, that is a massive clue that your microbiome is affecting the way that your blood sugar is is being controlled in your body. So we need to work on that, work on your gut. And mine has improved mine has improved massively, but I still react much more um erratically than someone else would to blood sugar fluctuations. And I couldn't believe the difference. It was like I had a whole month of like stable blood sugar. It was incredible. And as a result, I had much more of a healthier cycle. I felt a lot more satisfied. I had less food cravings. I just felt a lot more stable in energy. So I'm a really big fan of this. And as I said, blood sugar is a huge piece to managing your hormones, hence why blood sugar is such a big part of their their supplement. So the girls have kindly given me a discount code for you guys. It will get you 20% off your first um, order, whether that's the daily or the PMS and period support capsules. And the code is ENDOLIFE, one word, all caps. So E-N-D-O-L-I-F-E. And that code is valid for the next six months, I believe. So you can use it at any time. Um, So let me know how you get on with them. I'd love to hear if you find them as amazing as I did. And I hope that they bring you a happier and healthier cycle and period. Okay, so before we get started today, I just wanted to remind you guys that today is the start of my four-week endobelly challenge. Each week, I'll be sending you guys education and an action on helping you to heal your endobelly that you'll go away and work on for that week. And then you'll get another email the following Monday with a new action. And this challenge is perfect for anyone who suffers with bloating, um, abdominal cramps, abdominal pain or sensitivity, gas, acid reflux, constipation, or diarrhea with your endometriosis or nausea or vomiting, anything that's sort of IBS, IBS related, endobelly related, this challenge is for you. It's free. You can join any time. We have already started, but don't worry. You can join and catch up at any time because I'll send you sort of the, the archive of the previous actions. So you guys can join in at any time. It started today. There are still three weeks left. So if you're interested in joining, the link is in the show notes. Okay. So every time that I meet a potential new client, I go through their symptom history of them. And about 90% of the time, they tell me that they have cyclical diarrhea and some of them experience pain with that diarrhea. Naturally, many of them are really worried by these symptoms and are concerned that it's endo-related and that it means there's endo in or around the rectum. But the truth is that it might not be directly caused by the endo itself. In fact, diarrhea or loose stools during your period is actually very common for people both with and without endometriosis. Now, this doesn't mean it's normal and that we should put up with it. There are some very real reasons that this issue can occur and some tangible ways to reduce it. So we're going to get into that today. So the number one reason most of us get diarrhea or loose stools on our period is inflammation. This is the biggest takeaway from today's episode. Inflammation is a normal part of the menstrual cycle. 
we have higher levels of inflammatory chemicals called prostaglandins E2 and histamines during both ovulation and menstruation. These chemicals aid the shedding of the uterine lining by causing contractions and they aid with the egg release during ovulation. Now it's healthy to have these, both of these in normal levels and these normal levels can cause more frequent and a little looser bowel movements. This occurs because the inflammatory prostaglandins sort of spill over into the surrounding area. And if you looked at a cross section of the pelvis, you can see that the colon is directly behind the uterus. So it's very easily affected by these prostaglandins. So these prostaglandins not only cause a contraction sensation in the uterus, but in the bowel as well. So as a result, all of us, to a degree, will have more frequent, maybe a little less formed stools during our period, especially just before and on day one when the levels of these inflammatory chemicals are at their highest. The issue, of course, is that for those of us with endo and or painful periods, we don't tend to have normal levels of prostaglandins. In fact, research has shown us that people with endo and people who experience painful periods, even without endo, have higher levels of prostaglandins which means severe cramps, heightened pain, and very likely diarrhea. And of course, this excessive inflammation is painful, right? That's one of the symptoms of inflammation, pain. And when it's too high, it can be very severe. So if you're getting pain in your rectum or your gut, it could be due to the severity of the cramping and swelling caused by excessive inflammation in the area. Now, just because we have endo, that doesn't mean we have to put up with higher levels of prostaglandins. Yes, the endolesions themselves release prostaglandins and the body releases excessive amounts because our immune system is constantly trying to repair and protect the area from endo. But we can lower these levels and as a result, see an improvement in pain, but also an improvement in the diarrhea and the painful bowel movements during menstruation. Now I'm going to get to how to do that shortly, but let's move on to my second reason as to why you may be experiencing painful bowel movements and diarrhea during menstruation. The second reason why you might be experiencing this is because of pelvic floor dysfunction and nerve sensitivity. We know that many people with endometriosis have a tight pelvic floor where the muscles are tensed and constricted. Now, contrary to popular belief, this can mean that the muscles are weak Yes, they're tight, but that doesn't actually mean they're strong. In fact, muscles need to be able to contract and release in order to perform the correct movements. And if they're tight all the time, if they're kind of locked, they can't do that, right? They can't release, they can't contract. And so the function of the muscles that control bowel movements and urination can become impaired. Now, some of us can feel the effects of this all month long and it might look like constipation or fecal urgency, which is just when the urge to go just can't wait. But when we suddenly have excessive prostaglandins causing a lot of cramping and movements in the bowel, we suddenly have loose and watery stools sitting in the colon, and then these weak muscles have the inability to hold the stool. So we end up having to dash to and fro from the toilet. Additionally, the tightness of the muscles could be aggravating the nerves in the area, and that can create hypersensitivity, which could result in pain or urgency because the nerves are telling the body what to do. The nerves will say, you know, open the bowels, close the bowels, could be causing pain. So these actions are being dictated by, in part, the nerves. And then this can be worsened if you've had surgery that could have affected your nerves. And I've linked to an article that explains how that can occur because that's another conversation for another time. 
And of course, having constant pain can cause nerve hypersensitivity as well. And endo on the nerves can do this too. So your nerves may be responding with even more sensitivity to this situation than they would normally. Next up is, of course, an obvious one. And that is you might have endo or adhesions on the bowel. Now, what I will say is that most of the clients that I see who have diarrhea and maybe painful bowel movements on their period, they don't have endo on the bowel. I probably have about 20, 25% of my clients have endo on the bowel. So please don't panic and assume that because you have diarrhea or cramping on your period, that it must mean you have endometriosis there. Now, as I hope I've explained, this is naturally going to occur, right? These symptoms are naturally going to occur with excessive inflammation. And so the key is to reduce those levels. And with these clients, with the clients who have the painful bowel movements and the diarrhea, when we work on lifestyle and dietary changes to lower inflammation, those symptoms improve. And I was one of these people. I had terrible IBS symptoms in my period to the point where my surgeon was convinced I had bowel endometriosis. And I don't. I have SIBO. <laughs> and I, you know, I've managed to, even with SIBO, reduce these symptoms to the point where they're hardly noticeable on my period. They are honestly hardly noticeable. I mean, I don't get any, any rectal pain at all, any pain with bowel movements at all on my period. Now, even in my clients who do have endo in that area, who have endo on their bowel, in their rectum, we can still see improvements and we do see improvements. You know, remember that endo is an inflammatory disease and the inflammation is really the leading source of our symptoms. So by targeting the inflammation, we can still target the symptoms, whether endometriosis is, you know, present or not. So basically what I want to get across here is that Endo on the bowel or adhesions on the bowel doesn't sentence you to diarrhea and painful bowel movements for the rest of your life. And equally, having diarrhea or painful bowel movements on your period doesn't automatically mean you have endo there. Now, having said that, I do want to acknowledge that for some people, bowel endometriosis can be very difficult to manage, especially if it's excessive and the symptoms can be incredibly distressing. And I do know some cases that are severe. And so I appreciate that there may be more work to be done and you'll need a specialist surgeon to support you with improving these symptoms. This is just a short episode on some in-the-moment strategies, and I don't expect it to completely resolve all your symptoms if you have severe bowel endometriosis. So please keep that in mind. I still think that these can help you, but you do need to be working with a specialist, you know, a surgeon, and ideally an endometriosis coach or dietitian or nutritionist to help you along the way. Now, lastly, menstruation with endometriosis can be a stressful experience. That's to say at least, right? So the anxiety of anticipating our period starting, you know, that alone can cause diarrhea. And then just having your period start can cause diarrhea as well from the stress. And that's because the stress response directly affects our gut. Stress slows down the digestion process, resulting in slowed digestion and motility in the stomach and the small intestine. But it often speeds up motility in the large intestine, which is where all the waste lives. And so, of course, when motility speeds up in the large intestine, we get diarrhea and cramping, 
which of course could be worsening all of the above issues that I've already mentioned. So now we've covered the reasons why you may be experiencing diarrhea and painful bowel movements during your period. And let me just quickly recap those. The number one cause would be inflammation, inflammatory chemicals. Then we've got aggravated pelvic floor dysfunction and nerve sensitivity, endoanadhesions and stress. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes. So now let's look at some ways that we can improve these symptoms. Of course, the first place we want to start is with lowering inflammation. We can lower inflammation overall with a diet rich in anti-inflammatory foods like vegetables, fruits, healthy fats like avocado, olive oil, nuts and seeds, lean organic proteins and whole grains. Lowering inflammatory foods like alcohol, trans fats, refined vegetable oils, processed foods, refined carbs and added sugar can of course make a really big difference as well. But I appreciate that that can be triggering for some. So I would rather suggest that we first start with just adding in more of the good stuff at this stage. Now, of course, I don't know how much of the inflammatory food groups you're eating. So this is kind of relative, right? If you're eating, you add in a bit more of vegetables, but the majority of your diet is based on processed and packaged foods, you might need to do a bit more work there. But let's just start with adding in more of the whole foods, the veggies, the fruit, etc. Now, additionally, we can give our body a bit of a helping hand by using supplements which can lower the inflammatory prostaglandins. Magnesium lowers inflammatory prostaglandins and cramping. So having a couple of Epsom salt baths before your period and during can really help as this is a great way to absorb magnesium. Magnesium is a bit tricky to absorb and it can be absorbed really well through the skin. To get the right amount of magnesium, you'll need 500 grams to 600 grams of Epsom salts per bath. Now, additionally, I swear by magnesium oil sprays. I spray them daily on my spray them. I spray it daily on my body after my shower when my skin is wet, it absorbs better that way. But I use the spray directly on my pelvic area, my back and my abdomen to ease or prevent any cramping on my period and it literally works within minutes. And my clients love magnesium sprays. They always report back to how on how well they work. Now, omega-3 fatty acids also help to lower inflammatory prostaglandins and they're best used daily because they're essential fats and we need them all cycle long. We can't get enough, really, omega-3 fatty acids from just eating fish alone, you know, of course, especially if you're vegan. Um, We need to get therapeutic doses, we do need to take a supplement. And the therapeutic dose is between 1,000 milligrams to 3,000 milligrams a day, but it can be tricky to get hold of those levels without exceeding the dose recommendations on the bottle. So if you choose to exceed the dose recommendations on the label, obviously that's your choice, 
but you'll need to consult a practitioner to be on the safe side. I can't just tell you guys, go and exceed the dose. Now, if you're vegan, look for an algae-based supplement that contains both DHA and EPA because we need both of those. And I've linked to a couple of options. The only risk here is that omega-3 fatty acids can sometimes thin the blood. So speak to your surgeon ahead of surgery to see whether you need to stop taking them a few days beforehand. Um, for keyhole surgery, it's, it's quite unlikely you'll need to stop, but just check. There are multiple supplements that you can use to lower inflammation, such as curcumin and quercetin, but one I love for in-the-moment relief during menstruation is ginger. You know I love ginger. I'm never going to stop talking about it. Ginger has been shown to be just as effective as ibuprofen and methanamic acid for painful periods. So if you're looking to get off NSAIDs, this could really help. And I use it a lot of the time with my clients who want to get off their NSAIDs and many of them completely transition off. It's been shown in multiple studies to reduce dysmenorrhea, which means painful periods. And it's generally a wonderful, powerful anti-inflammatory and pain reliever. And this has been demonstrated in numerous studies. The recommendation for dysmenorrhea is between 750 milligrams to 2000 milligrams per day, split into doses of around 250 to 500 milligrams. And you would take that in the lead up to your period and during the first three to four days of your cycle. And I've linked to the studies so that you can have a little look. What I will say is that excessive amounts of ginger in one go can ironically cause diarrhea, which is the opposite of what we want here. So we just want to lower the inflammation. So I would start at the lower dose and work up until you find a dose that relieves your pain and cramp here, but doesn't cause diarrhea. Now, of course, as always, please consult your practitioner before using any new supplements. Ginger is also a natural blood thinner. So this is especially important if you're already on blood thinning medication. Next up, it can be helpful to avoid caffeine which can actually stimulate motility in the large intestine and speed up bowel movements. So in the day or so before your period and during your period, you may want to avoid coffee, tea, energy drinks, soda, that kind of thing. If you're very sensitive, you may want to also avoid chocolate, which can be a source of, cafe um, of caffeine. Now you could further support this by trying bulking agents to bulk up your stores and slow down the transit time. So we're sort of taking away something that's going to speed up motility and we're adding something that's going to slow down motility. Now, this is tricky because many of us with endo have small intestine bacterial overgrowth, or otherwise known as SIBO, and many forms of soluble and insoluble fiber that can bulk up stores and slow down transit can worsen SIBO because the SIBO likes to eat these types of fiber and then the symptoms get worse. The best thing to do is to test yourself with a little of whichever bulking agent you want to try and over time increase the dose to test your tolerance. If you get severe abdominal pain and severe painful bloating during menstruation, I would test these at times when you're less reactive because we don't want to put you in more pain and discomfort. A good bulking agent to try would be psyllium husk or, or psyllium husk. I'm not actually sure how to pronounce it. I, I think I just say both depending on how I feel. And you could add the you could add this to things like a smoothie, yogurt or oats. And if you're prone to constipation at other times in your cycle, I wouldn't use psyllium husk at any other points. Um, and to be honest, this is just a strategy, strategy to use during the times when you get more diarrhea. So 
for the content, you know, for the purpose of this episode, I'm just saying try it during menstruation when you're getting diarrhea. Now, it might take 24 hours to slow down the transit. So I would maybe consider bringing it in 24 hours prior to when you expect the diarrhea to start so that it has an effect by the time you want. If you're on a SIBO diet or you're currently treating SIBO, I would talk to your practitioner about trying this first because psyllium husk is is something that's normally excluded from a SIBO diet. You can get psyllium husk supplements, so just follow the label dose, but maybe start with the lowest amount that you can take first in order to test your tolerance. If it's just like, you know, take one capsule a day, maybe, you know, open the capsule and empty half into your breakfast and see how you get on. You can also just get a powder and again, follow the labeled dose, starting with the lowest amount. If there isn't a labeled dose on there, maybe start with half a teaspoon and see how you go. Again, please consult your practitioner before adding in any new supplements. So our final tip is you may also want to look into working on your pelvic floor if you experience pain with your bowel movements and you also experience fecal urgency. This isn't something that's going to relieve the pain and the diarrhea in the moment, but it will improve these issues over time. There are pelvic floor exercises online as well as some online programs. Now, of course, the ideal scenario would be to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist, but if you can't afford that, I've linked to a few free videos and then some pelvic floor programs in the show notes. The book Beaten Endo also has some fantastic exercises for improving the pelvic floor. So you could get that for, I think it's probably like £10 and you can just follow those exercises. Now, of course, overall, we want to improve your gut health. If there's SIBO, we want to address that. And if there's endo in or on the rectum, that needs to be looked at by a specialist. There are lots of root causes we can work on here. But lowering inflammation and adding a bulk and agent are two strategies that can bring relief instantly and over time. And supporting your pelvic floor can also be done fairly easily at home. So the barrier to entry with these is pretty low. If you're interested in doing more extensive work to kind of dive deeper with your gut health, I do have a podcast series on healing the endo belly. And I mean, I have hundreds of articles on the endo belly and on SIBO. And of course, I have an entire course called the endo belly course. It's not open for enrollment at the moment, but you can certainly join the waiting list for that. And I've put the link in the show notes. So now you know why you experience diarrhea on your period. And I really hope that these strategies help you to reduce this and help you to have an easier period because it's bad enough being in pain, I don't want you also in and out of the bathroom as well, because that can be, you know, just as debilitating. I would love to hear if you found this episode helpful. And if you have, you know, consider sharing it as you never know who might be suffering with endo in silence. And please let me know which of these strategies helped you the most, because I'd love to hear feedback. I'd love to share it with others. Okay. I will see you guys next week. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, You can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I 
um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. 